You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Andrew, and we are happy to have you join us today for another podcast focused on our persecuted family. You know, as the situation is developing in Afghanistan, and we continue to hear about it in the news and what is happening, we want to keep you updated. And so we do have an interview for you today about Afghanistan. Now, this interview is with a field partner in the region. And to protect the identity of this field partner, we cannot share their name. And as well, we've had to recreate the interview so that we don't use their voice either. And so Jared will be filling in today for the voice of our field partner, but using their words from the interview. And so without further ado, we're going to jump right in, talk about Afghanistan. And then, of course, at the end, we are going to pray together for our brothers and sisters there. And so thank you for joining us today. Could you give us an update on Afghanistan? And what is the situation on the ground? Well, the situation is still very chaotic. There are lots of things happening in the country. The Taliban are trying to establish their government. Some things are very secure, such as all the checkpoints, and they have local governors installed. But then other things are more complicated for them. They are in control of the airports in Kabul, but according to the media, They have now asked the Turkish government to supply a crew to control the airport on their behalf. They're the conquerors, the victors, and they want to show that they are. Many bad things are happening, but it's different from region to region or village to village. It depends on the local commander. What would he do? Some women are already being kidnapped, being taken from their houses, being forced into marriage, although we don't know the exact number. Of course, many women will have to buy burqas, especially in the big cities. Actually, in many rural areas, it was like the Taliban never left during the last 20 years. For them, it was still the same, very strict. In other places, there was more freedom, but now they have to go back. We already know from local sources and from the media that many women haven't returned to work because they're afraid that they will be punished for it later. There's a lot of fear. It's not just the girls who are at risk, it's the boys too. They may be recruited by the Taliban. This is a really difficult time to be a parent in Afghanistan. How can you protect your children? And then there are the Christians who face all that and also have to hide their faith. They're thinking, how much does the Taliban know? How much do my neighbors know? Will they betray us? Maybe someone will accuse you of something that you have not even done, but they so fear for their own lives that they have to give the Taliban something. So it's really a country ruled by fear at the moment. And we understand that there may also be food shortages very soon. That would be devastating. You know, in the news, we've heard about the recent bombings, the recent airport attacks. Will we see more acts of terrorism like that in the coming days? That bombing shows us that the Taliban are not the most extreme group in the region. The Islamic State in Khorasan might be even more extreme, and they don't agree at all with the Taliban. There is a history there. 
There might be more fighting and instability. Overall, it's the Taliban that has seized control of the country, but there might still be conflicts with those other terrorist groups moving forward. Now, how about the church and, and the Sikh believers in the country? Are they really being hunted down? Have there already been cases of torture of Christians? There are so many rumors and a lot of organizations spread exaggerated messages. Looking at the facts, there is no official church for indigenous believers in the country. The last church building that was there was destroyed 50 years ago. The number of indigenous believers is quite small. That makes them more difficult to get to. Are they being hunted down? They're definitely a target. When you get a house visit, the Taliban want to see if you're a good Muslim in their eyes, according to their own standard of what makes a good Muslim. So if you are a Christian, you're not just a bad Muslim, you're an apostate and you will be targeted. The Taliban are hunting down anyone who is not with them. If they are Christians, they won't be spared. But if your neighbor came and cut you to pieces, would you say the Taliban did that? Yes, because they mandate it and legitimize and in fact demand it, even if the neighbor isn't an official member of the Taliban. Many people are saying that in the last 20 years, Christians were a lot safer and the church has really grown. The church might have grown, but it has little to do with the extra safety that the Western troops have provided. Our world watch list is proof of that because Afghanistan has not been number two on the world watch list forever. The persecution score for Afghanistan increased over the past 20 years. Now we just have the added layer of the Taliban taking full control. Hmm. Well, is it true that believers are being evacuated out of the country by uh, international ministries? All the government evacuations have stopped now, but these private evacuations are not something we can confirm. We're not able to say if or how many Christians were able to leave. Of course, like all citizens, Christians are afraid. They might want to stay in Afghanistan because of their beliefs, but want to stay hidden and serve Jesus in secret. Or it might be that they make a run for the border, or they would like to escape, but they can't. All these scenarios are happening. There's one more thing we should point out. There are thousands of people who realize this is one way to gain sympathy. So they are saying they're Christians, but they are not. They're claiming this to get out of the country. This puts a lot of people at risk, even those who are not believers. Hmm. Well, what will the future look like for those who have fled the country? Life for the refugee is very hard. Most Western countries don't want to take in refugees or they take in as few as possible. People who have fled will have to go to the refugee camps in nearby regions, although those countries may not be happy with them either. The circumstances in refugee camps tend to be very bad. Winter is coming and it will be cold as well. Their basic need for shelter has to be met. But not only that, what about education for children? What about food? What about prospects? You don't speak the language. You may not know if you can actually stay or if you have to go back or if you want to go back. Maybe you've been separated from your family. It's a huge human tragedy. It really, it really is. And it's, uh, it's quite sad and, and definitely something we'll be praying about. Can we talk about our work with refugees? Yes, we do relief work among refugees from Afghanistan through the help of our local partners. We have to be very strict to protect the partners that we work with, so we can't comment on that any further. 
Well, we do know that the most important thing we can do right now is to pray. And so how can we pray for believers in Afghanistan? The number one thing is for survival and safety. This is the physical thing. The spiritual thing is that they would trust in Jesus, rely on him, and that we will be faithful to the end. Some are afraid that the end will come very soon, and they would like to stay faithful in that moment. If that's realistic, if they're likely to be killed, nobody knows, only God knows. But we hope not, and we're sure that the church will survive, but it's going to be very difficult. One local source once told us, it's only thanks to you, to your prayers, that we're still here. If it had not been for your prayers, we would have been long gone because the situation is very difficult. Hmm. Well, I can think of no better call to prayer. And so let's take a moment right now and let's pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we ask that you would protect our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. God, we pray for their survival. God, we pray uh, that they would be fed and, and have food. God, if food shortages come, God, may, may they be provided for. God, may your supernatural provision take care of them. Father God, may you protect them from the work of the enemy. May you protect them from... Uh, from those who would seek to harm them, God, and may your church be protected physically, God. But Father, we also think of, of our brothers and sisters spiritually and, and all that they are going to be facing, God, and we ask, God, that you would strengthen them and help them to stand firm, God, even until the end. God, we pray that the end will not come soon, but if it does, Father God, may they be faithful even in that moment. May they be faithful to the name of Jesus Christ. May they be faithful to their, their Lord and Savior. And so, God, we ask that you would strengthen them. We ask that you would encourage them today. Father God, we know that, God, that you said that, that on this rock you would build your church and, and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. God, we, we know that many things are coming against your church in Afghanistan right now. But, God, we pray, God, that... That And we, we believe and know, God, that, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Father God, that your church will remain. God, and we ask, God, that you would strengthen it today. God, and that your church would stand firm in the faith uh, of Jesus Christ, God, and that they would know, God, that you are with them. God, may they uh, not deny your name. Father God, but may they uh, continue to hold fast to you, God, even as tribulation continues and grows in their lives. Father God, we, we ask that you would keep them. God, we don't know them, their names. We don't know their faces. But God, these are our brothers and sisters, your children. And so, Father, we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Protect our brothers and sisters today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We do hope that you enjoyed it. We do encourage you to follow us on social media to stay up to date. I get all our latest social posts, blog posts. Uh, you're also here about any upcoming podcasts. And so 
You can follow us at Open Doors Canada on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved, and then click Prayer.